Welcome back to the Querida Mari podcast. I am your host, Maria Rivera Heath. And today I am going to talk to you, but before I get started, I actually, if this is um, your lunch hour, buen provecho, bon appetit, enjoy your lunch, sit back and relax and listen. Um, and if you also have a journal, take your journal out because I'm going to be giving you some prompts um, to help you through this life. But anyhow, here we are. We're here to unlearn certain things and to learn other things, okay? So let's begin with what are boundaries, okay? And basically boundaries is how much power do you give to other people? And sometimes how much power do you give substances and your thoughts, you know, as well over you? You know, we're going to take a look at the relationship you have with yourself, which is a reflection of the relationship you have with others and how you hold up your boundaries. Remember that having healthy boundaries starts with you. It always starts here at home. How much power you're comfortable giving away to someone and or how much power you're comfortable with taking from someone. Both examples are unhealthy boundaries. The latter, taking power from someone else, is an example of what narcissism may look like. And we'll talk more about that next week. The goal is to reach a place of balance on the spectrum. And also, one of the things that you can do to follow this spectrum is to listen to your intuition. Even the word in tune to be in tune with yourself, okay, is within the word intuition, to intuit. So for example, if the spectrum reads one to a hundred, one being you're giving your power away, person that's always saying yes, 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 and hundred being you're taking somebody else's power, kind of like you sucking somebody else dry, like a vampire, the goal, the goal to have a healthy boundary is to fall somewhere between 40 and 60 and always zigzagging left and right okay because not is boundaries is not stagnant okay nobody's perfect we are all a work in progress and as long as you're taking one step forward dude like you're making progress like that's something to be super happy about okay so in the between 40 to 60 range which is it's a number that I just made up, right? It's It doesn't exist. It's in the ethers. But the goal is to receive as much as you're giving and keeping that in balance. So we're going to take a look at types of boundaries. We all have physical and emotional boundaries. Physical boundaries are very visible and emotional boundaries are not visible, they're feelings, right? You have to feel them, you have to look into your gut. So an example of a physical boundary would be like a door. So like a door to the bedroom, i.e. privacy, a door to somebody's house, you just don't walk in, you gotta knock, allow the person to let you in, right? So we also have doors to our heart, so we allow people in, we kick people out. And then fences, you know, like we have fences around the house and we have fences around buildings. And also, there's also a boundary where people move far away to like the other side of the country or to another country, which that is kind of like a physical, physical bound, you know, boundary that people 
that people take. But also emotional boundaries can also be you're moving away because you just can't take it. But emotional boundaries, like I mentioned earlier, they need to be spoken aloud, right? Because they're they're invisible. Nobody sees them. Otherwise, no one will know about your boundaries and nobody will know if you have them or if you don't. So let's take a look at a couple of examples of emotional boundaries, what an emotional boundary will look like. So for example, if you're in a relationship with someone and you feel that you are giving more than receiving or you're receiving more than you're giving. So, you know, let's take a look at this. We're going to do this example and I'm going to call this example the two cups of water experiment, right? Let's t- let's just do this. So let's imagine you're sitting on the couch and you're watching a movie with your significant other, all right? So you both have two cups. You wanna, You have a cup and they have a cup of water. Your significant other, the cup goes dry. So you go to the kitchen, you get some more water and you fill it in with love, tenderness, give them gifts, you give them the time, you give them words of affirmation, whatever you want to give them, you pour, this is a metaphor, right? You're pouring from yourself onto their cup. So you're filling their cup while your cup is uh, getting empty, right? So when every time you see that their cup runs a little bit dry, you fill it in. They don't even ask. You just do it. So what I'm going to ask you is this. If you're complaining that you're giving too much and you're not receiving, stop, right? Stop giving so much. Stop filling somebody else's cup. All right. Let's see if they get up from the couch and fill your cup because your cup is empty, right? So let's see what they do. Let's see. I did this actually. I've done this in the past where I stop giving so much of myself to um to friendships and they they're not here. They're not here. So you're actually going to say no. I'm not going to continue. My my cup is dry. It's unempty. But if your partner begins to fill up your cup while you're filling theirs, there's a balance there, right? But if they don't if they don't get up and you're dry and then their cup goes dry and then they're like, uh, excuse me, my cup is dry. And they expect you to get up and fill their cup by giving them nourishment, tenderness, love, gifts, time, blah, 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 blah. You're going to start getting resentful, right? And then resentment starts to fill into, uh, into the relationship. So now you're full of resentment. And then you begin to distance yourself, maybe emotionally, which is a boundary, right? But they don't know about that you are emotionally distant. They don't know that you're resentful. They know that you're just shut down. But you're basically saying no more. But you're not vocalizing it, right? You're not saying it. You're shutting down 
which is not good for you because that doesn't feel good. That's very stressful and you're, stress, you're stressing your central nervous system. And also it's not good for the relationship. And so this is not the ideal thing to do. The ideal thing to do is to actually express your needs to your partner. And also remember, you are responsible to speak your truth and your feelings. It is not your partner's job to know what's in your head. They don't know what's in your mind. They don't know what you're thinking. You need to speak your truth. If you're afraid to speak your truth, one, you need to take a closer look at your you know, dependency of this relationship. And two, you might need therapy. Like you need to work this stuff out, you know? So another example would be that you are requiring your partner, right? This is another example. No, no more with the cup. That experiment is done. You, you choose to either do it or you don't. Let me know. But another example is that you are requiring your partner to text you multiple, multiple times a day because you either feel very insecure, either something happened to you way back in the past that people have cheated on you or you just are a very insecure person and you have trust issues. So, but you have that need and your partner, either if they have poor boundaries as well, they're going to, you're going to be texting all fucking day and not doing anything, right? So that's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy uh, example versus a healthy example is that you to text a couple times a day back and forth, depending on what you're working on. If you're working together on a project or the children are with the sitter, you know, but whatever it is, both partners are comfortable with this arrangement. But if you're in the other arrangement where you're both are like texting each other left and right, left and right, like the whole entire day, that is dependency. Okay. It may look like it's a good boundary because you both are saying yes, but you're both dependent on each other. And let's take another let's take a look. Let me take a sip of my coffee here. Let's take another look, a, a different look on a personal boundary. A personal boundary would be meeting someone for the first time, let's say at a party or whatever, and they feel compelled to touch you as they talk to you. It's not I'm not talking about touching your hand or whatever or kind of like elbow to elbow, no nothing like that. I'm talking they they feel like they they're in your private space, right? Personal boundary, personal space. That's crossing a line, right? You're not comfortable with that. A line that you've crossed, personal space and they come into your personal space uninvited is a cross of a boundary. But if you're uncomfortable, you have choices. You know, you can either take two or three or four or five steps to the side, you can actually walk away. You can actually say, listen, I really don't like your hands on me. I don't know you. You can actually vocalize it and say it. Um, and whatever you decide to do, think about this. What message are you sending to this asshole that feels compelled to put, to put their hands on your personal body? They don't know you, right? You, they don't know you. You don't know them but they feel very comfortable with touching you. All right, so let's move on. Let's continue. Here's another example. And the following example I see quite often in my practice because it's very common among all of us. All right, so this is a familiar example. So let's say it's Easter. It's a holiday. We just had Easter 
And again, I hear this a lot, especially in the beginning of our, of our treatment together. So let's say you come to me and you tell me that every time you go back to your house, you know, you go back home to your mom and dad, you know, their home, and they're always bringing up the subject that you don't want to discuss with them anymore. This, you know, the subject could be your boyfriend. It could be, you know, do you have your job or do you have a job? Are you going to have babies? You know, whatever, whatever the subject is that you do not want to discuss anymore with your parents. And then I'll say to you, well, is that a topic that you've spoken to your parents before? You know, that you've guys that you've like spoken to them before, because if you have, then it's free nilly, right? You can, it's something that you've brought up. And they feel like, well, you talked about it, might as well, it's, it's free, it's on the table. But you don't want that conversation to be on the table anymore, right? So you say yes, right? But now that I'm learning about boundaries, Maria, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I say, all right, well then tell them. And then you say, I know, that's mean. And I'm like, no, just kidding. I would say that. Well, yes, I would. I would actually say that. I actually would say that to you if you if we were in this situation. But anyway, seriously, if you believe that setting a boundary is mean, then you were taught to put your parents' needs and their feelings before your own. And that's okay. We're not here to judge. We're not here to say, you know, like shoot parents down or anything like that. But we're changing that. Now Now you know a little bit better and you want to do a little bit better, right? That's like Maya Angelou, Dr. Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. But now we're changing the rules, right? There were some rules before. The rules were, hey, this is available for discussion. It was on the table. But now you're changing the rules. That's no longer for discussion, all right? And you need to tell them you're changing the rules. You need to vocalize to your parents that you have changed the rules. But you can't expect them to know the rules if you don't tell them. It's like this. It's like, let's say you're starting to, you know, you started to play basketball together and then you switch the game to kickball, right? I just freaking age myself because I don't think people play kickball anymore. But I used to play kickball as a kid and it was freaking fun. But anyway, um, the thing is, you just change the rules. But if you don't tell them, you're going to be playing alone out in the field. You're going to be playing basketball or kickball all by yourself. Right? But the thing is, I'm going to give you right now some healing words that you can express to your parents. So you say, mommy, papi, you know, whoever. I know that in the past, I've discussed X, Y, and Z with you. But I'm not going to discuss that anymore with you. X, Y, and Z is no longer up for discussions, no longer up for debate. And I would love to talk to you about this, that, and the other, but not this. And I ask you that you respect my decision. So here's the thing. If they don't like the fact that you have set the boundary, and a lot of people don't like boundaries. When you set the boundaries, they don't like it. But those are people that have really poor boundaries. But if they're learning about boundaries, then, you know, they may not like it at first, but then they accept it, right? But if they don't like your boundaries or they got to work with that, hear me out and listen to this carefully. However your parents react or the other person reacts 
It's none of your business. That is their business, not yours. You are no longer taking care of their feelings. You are learning and you are taking care of your own feelings. Okay, that's up to them to deal with that discomfort, not you. Okay, so just hear that. Pause me, take it in, rewind, listen, because it's very, very important. All right. So the next example that I'm about to give you is an emotional example. And this one is personal for me. Because, um, and the reason why I'm sharing it with you is because you may benefit from it as well. All right. So here I go. A couple of months ago, I hired a nutrition coach. And as coaches do, they set some parameters, right? Quote, unquote, I translate parameters as boundaries. So he gave me a range of caloric intake, some macros and such. And for the first few weeks, I was like a child testing these boundaries, just like kids test boundaries. And now, listen, I'm fucking 54 years old and I'm still testing boundaries, right? So we are always a work in progress, right? No judgment, no shame in anybody's fucking game. So I was testing the boundaries and I wanted to know how many calories can I eat and still lose the fat that I want to lose, right? So how many calories? It ain't fucking a lot, let me tell you. But I know this now because as I sat down to write these notes for this episode and I said to myself, fuck, I really need to fucking reflect back on this because these parameters are actual boundaries, right? Parameters, i.e. boundaries. So in my head, once I switched the parameters to boundaries a few weeks ago, you're going to listen to this episode a couple weeks from now. But I thought to myself, I am fucking sabotaging myself and I'm being unloyal to me. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, fuck that shit. It ain't going to fucking happen. So I set a boundary in my head. I set a boundary, which are the parameters that the coach gave me. So am I perfect? No, not at all. But I try to get as close to those parameters and boundaries and not pass them so that I can be successful and succeed. And I am actually. Once I stay within my boundaries, I am successful. I see a difference and I feel a difference within my body and within my nourishment, right? So am I, you know, like I'm sticking to my step goals as close as I can. I'm eating out less because... I want to stay to my, you know, with my boundaries. I'm incorporating strength training, more yoga. I'm being more consistent. I'm doing my mobility exercises because I couldn't move freely for a while. I suffered an injury years ago that was a difficult time to uh, to heal. But now that I feel better, you know, I'm doing all of these things more um, in a more consistent frequency basis. And I'm also meditating. That never changed. I meditate every day without fail and I journal every day without fail okay so one of the things too oh let me see I'm looking at my at my uh notes here Mm-mm-mm. let's see all right here we go sorry about that but you know what this is life so but here's the thing the moment that I make my parameters negotiable right? For example, if I say to myself, well, boundaries, eh, I'll break them today, but I'm fucking screwed, right? Just like anybody else. You cannot make your parameters, your boundaries negotiable. Because something I want to add here is this. 
If your inner child is still in need of healing, and it probably is because we're always a work in progress, right? A work in progress is not just for today, it's forever, right? Your boundaries have to be a must. It's something that you, there's no, it, there's no movement. You have to meet those boundaries. And the moment you tell me or your therapist, I don't want to, I'm going to try, but, mm, 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 and I hear that hesitation, that resistance, right? That you're, that, um, to hold up your boundaries, you know, with your parents or your partner or with yourself, your boundaries are up for grabs. Anybody can grab them. So you just gave your pen to your story, to them. Who gets to write your story? Write that in your journal. Who gets to write my story? Is it me or is it them? And also practice saying the word no. When you look in the mirror, say no. No, 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 no. It just practice the word no so that it can come out of your vocal cords. So the following uh, reasons, right? I'm going to share some reasons that may be hindering you from expressing your truth. So you might want, you know, reason one, you might be afraid to hurt their feelings. Two, the fear of abandonment. Three, you have fear of being perceived as selfish. This is huge. That one is the one that everybody's afraid of. And it's also another reason is that you feel that it's not nice to say no, right? You've always been a good girl. And if you're not, if you're saying no, then you're not a good girl anymore. Not, that's not true. And also, you know, fear of being greedy, like fear of taking what belongs to you. You know, and this is something like, I remember when I was a kid, my mom used to say, she used to say to me, you know, conformate con lo que tiene, right? Con lo que Dios te da. Like, like be satisfied with what God gives you. But I've always translated that, well, my God wants me to have it all, right? So there's no, like, if I want to be a millionaire, then I can be a millionaire. I don't have to be satisfied with what I have. There's more to there's more to be gained, right? There, you can dream, dream big. So when you're saying yes to other people, you're actually saying no to you. Hear me out on that. When you're saying yes to somebody else, you're giving your power away. But you really want to say no. You're giving your power away and you're saying no to you. Don't do that. Because then the resentment, like I mentioned earlier, it's going to set in. And it's not only going to set in your relationships, but it's also going to set in in your body and it's going to fester and it's going to turn out like an illness or a stomach ache or autoimmune diseases, shit that don't exist, but they take, you know, bodily form. All right. So here are more prompts for you to journal this weekend or during the week until we meet again. All right. So grab your pen the pen you use to write your story, and your journal, okay? All right. So here are a couple or a few prompts. Prompt number one, do I give my power away? How do I give my power away and to who? Prompt number two, how do I perceive my needs? Think back, right? Think back to your childhood. 
Were you made to feel ashamed for having needs? Were you made to feel worthless for wanting to be seen, for wanting to be heard? You know, I was, I know I was, you know, and that fucked up, that fucked me up. And in turn, I fucked up my kids, but thank God I went to therapy because fucking stopped. I broke that fucking chain mad quick. Well, not too quick, but you know what I mean? Anyway, prop number three, am I consistent with my boundaries, right? Like me and my fitness goals. I need to be fucking consistent with those boundaries because if not, I'm not going to succeed. I want to succeed, so I have to be consistent with my with my mindfulness, with my meditation, my journaling, my walking, my steps. I need to be consistent with those boundaries. So prompt number four, in what areas of your life, right? What areas of my life? This is how you're going to write it. In what areas of my life do I need to have better boundaries or boundaries, right? And with who? Who do I need to have boundaries with, right? So if you're giving like before, like I mentioned earlier, if you're giving too much, take it. Don't. Stop. Stop giving so much. Let's see what they do. Let's see how they act when you stop giving so much. All right? And also write this down. Your thoughts create your reality. So write it down like this. My thoughts create my reality. And I'm going to give you a nice little formula. The formula is like this. Your thoughts influence your feelings. Your feelings will influence or elicit a type of behavior. And that behavior is going to uh, elicit an action, right? Your thoughts, your feelings, action. Is that linear? No. You can actually change it up, right? You can do something like this. I'm going to use myself as an example because sometimes I just don't fucking feel like working out, right? Feel. How do I feel? I don't feel like fucking working out. Tired, blah, 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 whatever. So what I do is I take an action. I don't give a shit how I feel about exercise. I'm going to do, you know, because if I don't exercise, I'm going to feel like fucking shit. And if I feel like fucking shit, I ain't going to exercise. So, but like Nike says, just do it. And I say, just fucking do it. Don't think, just do so when I exercise, I put my music on, ooh, immediately, I am feeling amazing, right? Action, exercise, feelings, amazing. What are the thoughts that come with that? I am the fucking best there is, right? So I just changed that formula. The formula is your thoughts elicit a feeling, will output an action. Change it. Take the action, elicit a feeling, and then the output would be your freaking thoughts are going to be amazing, right? All right, my darling, this is all I have for you today. I hope that you were able to learn something here and unlearn something. If you found this you know, episode valuable with what I just shared with you, please leave me a review. Rate this podcast. Let's get this resource out to more Latinas. And um, you have no idea that's, you know, how much a rate, you know, rating these, these episodes are actually very, very helpful and help me spread the message. You can either give me a star, you can leave me a review, you can, you know, do whatever it is. All right. So let's help each other out here. All right. So next week on the Querida Mari podcast, 
is going to be how to spot a narcissist person. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thanks again. Have fun with those writing prompts, writing a review. Thank you for writing a review. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your lunch. And I'll meet you here next Friday at noon Pacific time. Besitos. Un abrazo. Que Dios lo bendiga. Ciao.